Welcome to the My First 5 Million podcast, where we share the trials and tribulations of two brand new mortgage brokers on their quest to fund their first $5 million in mortgages. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Welcome to the My First 5 Million podcast, where we're documenting the journey of two amazing new brokers on their quest to their first 5 million in production. And I can tell you that if you're new in the mortgage business, the first five is the worst. It is absolutely the hardest. You know, this is an amazing industry with an incredible income and impact potential. But unfortunately, the failure rate is really high for new brokers. And we're going to try to help with that and just document that it is possible to actually succeed in this business. In this episode, I talked to Isabel and Enrique about what they're doing before they became a mortgage broker. What have they done so far? What's worked, what hasn't, and what their goals are. So what are we trying to accomplish with them? You know, they have some lofty goals, probably not unlike yourself. And you didn't get in this industry to just get by. You got in this industry to make a difference. Um, and I love this quote by Zig Ziglar. He says, you know, you can have anything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. You know, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And so when you learn this mortgage business and how to help other people, you know, help real estate agents, help your clients be successful, you will be successful by default. So if you're listening to this and I'm thinking, you know, I'd love to get to that 5 million as fast as humanly possible, go check out 5million.com. That's www.get5million.com. And that's a number five to check out how you can participate. And if you're listening to this, we had 170 people apply to actually be on this show. And we had some amazing candidates and some of them reached out and said, hey, you should have picked me. And I said, hey, look, join this program that we're doing at get5million.com. Learn the exact same things that I'm going to teach Enrique and Isabel. You'll follow along their trajectory on the show. And then, you know, in six months from now, if you're kicking their butt, reach out to me and you can tell me, hey, I made a mistake. I would be absolutely happy for you to do that. So again, check out get5million.com. And thanks again for checking out this episode. Hey, Isabel, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm outstanding. You know, we had lots of people that applied and you and Enrique had amazing applications. And so we're so excited to work with you guys. We want to get to know you a little bit first. And so in order to do that, I'd like to just ask you some questions sort of about kind of where you are now and then where you want to go. And then we can kind of journey along together. So tell me about your background. What were you doing before you got into mortgages? Yeah. So before, for about four, four and a half years, I was actually in human resources, uh, mainly in recruitment. So I worked for a couple companies first couple were like door-to-door, you know, energy companies. And then I got into telecom. And then just before last year, I actually entered the automotive fleet industry. So how that connected was really working a part-time job in automotive while I was in HR. Main goal for that was really to pay off my debts. And then I guess the connections just grow, right? Where you work and you make those relationships. And then eventually I got into automotive fleet sales for almost a year. And then, you know, the unfortunate thing happened last year, February, where I was unfortunately laid off. (laughs) However, the funny thing was the weekend before I got laid off, I pulled the trigger to take the course, the mortgage course, and then started that work week and then heard the sad news. And I realized then after texting my boyfriend to (laughs) the sad news that, you know, this is really my chance. I felt like my back was to the wall and I've always wanted to go into real estate anyway. Since I was 18, I've probably wanted to be in real estate for a while. And so I felt like this was the universe telling me that this is it, right? I have no more choices. Going back is just going to put me in the same cycle. And so I took the one week course and passed and then submitted my application to a brokerage and got licensed 
mid-April because of the lockdown, it got delayed. So yeah, now I'm here doing this full time. <laughs> That's awesome. And sometimes yeah. things like you get a curveball thrown at you, like you know, yeah. career change, and now you're in an amazing career. I can tell you that. All right. So background, you kind of were forced into this. So what was the date on that exactly? How many months ago was that that you got licensed? So I got licensed April 14th, 2020. Okay. So um, we're talking less than a year. And so how has it gone so yeah. far since April 14th? It's been great. There were a lot of ups and downs. I guess my first four to five months, I think it was a path to discovery. When I had decided to take the course and signed up, I started looking at brokerages right away. And mind you, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know much about mortgages. All I knew was in order to buy a house, you need to get a mortgage and qualify. But that was really it because that's all you know. my parents had told me. That's all I hear really about people who have houses, right? So I didn't really know what to expect. <laughs> my biggest goal into getting my license was learning the mortgaging side, the financing side to real estate, because investments are one of my goals. And so, you know, I just looked up brokerages. I didn't really understand what I was looking at. I didn't know how they really worked. And I called a few and I chose one. And the moment I passed, I submitted to them and it's just been again, a road to discovery. So it was a lot of seeing what I needed as a new agent from the industry. Honestly, I've actually been, before I found the mortgage coach, I was with two other brokerages and my the mortgage biggest- mortgage coach is the company. It's not like the a coaching, it's- Yeah, the, the, mortgage, the mortgage coach the mortgage is brokerage. Brokerage. Yeah, brokerage. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So it just really led me to realize what I need as a new mortgage agent, as someone who's completely brand new to the industry. There's nothing wrong with not having training or a specific set of training. There's nothing wrong with having to hire experienced people first. But that's what I came to discover is that some brokerages, they're a lot more of a better fit for people who are entering the industry who have some idea as to how it works. Like maybe people who came from banking, from the mortgage side, but then, you know, they may not be the best fit for someone like me who has no idea how it works. Right. So, you know, I was talking to my friends and people I know in the investing world and they would ask me questions and sometimes I won't have the answer. <laughs> So obviously my first step was to go back to my brokerage and say, Hey, I got this question. And every single time it was always like, just get the application. Right. And right. we'll take care yeah, of the it. The training was get a deal and we'll train you on, but the, there's, Pretty a, much. there's a lot of challenge to get there. So yeah. what people don't realize is that mortgages are a technical sales job. So it's, you have to be good at two things. You've mm -hmm. got to be good at sales, marketing mm -hmm. yourself. And then yeah. you also have to understand that this is technical products that are always changing and evolving. And yes. if you don't understand the products, it's hard to sell them to be like, I got a solution for you. I don't even know what it is. Absolutely. So there's two pieces that you have to marry those things. And you're right. You know, some brokerages are more geared and have better support for new people. And other brokerages yes. are more geared towards people that are doing lots of volume and they just want to aggregate volume and really don't need any support. So exactly. That's okay. Exactly so it. what have you done so far? I'm going to ask because in order for this to be a useful series, I'm going to ask you like, you know, question. So what have you done in terms of production so far? And so how many leads have you generated and how many loans have you closed or have set to close? So we need um, to set a baseline because we're going to help you get yeah. over the hump, but we need to Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So I think the number, the volume of mortgages I've funded so far that have actually closed, I think I mentioned 1.4, maybe 1.2. It was either 1.24 or 1.42. <laughs> and that was really since I joined the mortgage coach. To me, it wasn't that bad, but I feel like I need to really ramp up a little bit oh, more. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll absolutely help you with that. Yeah. In terms of number of leads, I would probably say I've gotten, or at least I've had conversations with at least 20, 25 people. And that encompasses friends and people in 
investing and referrals as well from friends and other realtors that I know. But you know, so far I've really only had four official closes and one that's sort of pending right. <laughs> in the works. That's, yeah. Hey, there's no, yeah. there's not a judgment. This is like, Hey, we need to know where we are and then we can yeah. figure out how to get you there. So then, yeah. okay. What's your goal? So if you had to pick like your goal for 12 months from now, what would that be that you'd be like thrilled with your progress? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, now that I'm in this program, absolutely grateful to you. I'd love to be able to close, you know, in terms of numbers, five to 10 deals a month. I'd love to be able to just hit those numbers. But the way I see it for myself is help families to buy homes, help families just achieve their dreams. Young couples achieve their dreams of being homeowners. You know, one thing that I've really, really seen in the past couple of years with this whole market, especially my generation, is that they feel like it's absolutely impossible. They feel like it's so far for them to even buy a home that they're never going to do it. And, you know, I'm also in that boat, right? When the market started going up, I just started my job in HR. So, you know, for me to even think about buying, I'm like, I don't even have a down payment. I just started working. You know, I was making $34,000 a year as entry-level HR recruiter, right? I was like, how am I even going to get here? And then every single month, it was like the real estate market was just going up and up and up. And it was just like, oh my God, this is absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely bonk, bonkers out there. So it's good that you see, yeah. you have this idea in your mind. Okay. I do. First time buyers, people like me yeah. uh, and navigate. So I think it's fantastic. Well, I can yeah. tell you, we're excited to work with you. we got lots of cool mm -hmm. stuff planned in the coming weeks and months as we yeah. help you get there. And so I want to chat with Enrique now and get a little background on Enrique. How's it going, brother? Thank you for waiting patiently for me to chat. Oh, good. Good. Thanks. How are you? Good. So you have an amazing radio voice. First off, I've got a mic with like a thousand dollar setup to get my voice to sound this deep and it doesn't sound as deep as yours. So uh, <laughs> listen to like this, you're just using a part of your computer thing. So tell me about your background. So what were you doing before you got into mortgages and when did you get into mortgages? So before mortgages, I was helping out my family for a company called DoMyLaundry.ca. And essentially they do laundry dry cleaning pickup around the greater Toronto area. And then prior to that, I was also doing bartending. That was a good 10 years of my life. So over time, my dad kind of got to talking to me. He's like, you know, I understand that this business isn't exactly where you want to be. And you no know, bartending is, isn't exactly where you want to be. So, you know, your uncle has been helping a lot of mortgage agents and mortgage brokers do a lot of marketing. He owns a marketing firm. And I think that this is something that you'd be very successful at. So in August, I think 2019, is when I had actually gone in and done the Remit course. And then my license officially came in January 2020 from where I started with Mortgage Brokers of Canada. Right. Okay. So license in 2020, January. So welcome to the mortgage industry. Oh, wait, we're shutting everything down for two months, you know, like, so yeah. you got, right? It's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The business. How's it gone so far? It's been a learning curve. I'd recently switched over to Canuck Mortgage Group with Dominion Lending Centers because I felt like they were able to kind of better help and allow me to transcend in this industry. I learned a lot with the previous brokerage and I definitely learned that certain brokerages, kind of similar to what Isabel was saying, you know, not all brokerages are meant for all people. And you kind of have to find the one that works out best, especially for a new agent, when you are learning the industry through green eyes. So I haven't done any production as yet. I'm hoping to make that happen. Both We're going to help program. you fix that. Yeah, <laughs> we're, you, dude, we're going to help you fix it. Okay, so that's totally fine. So the, how many leads do you think you've got since you started this? So 
So I've gotten a total of 97 leads. And is this far. through online marketing or where did they come from? Yeah, so it's been strictly online. For the most part, it was Facebook. Um, and then I recently started doing Google Ads, which has proven so far to be a bit more fruitful. But yeah, it's been 100% online. Okay. The stuff that we work on is all referral based. So nothing wrong with online leads. It's just got closing rates are higher. You know, we can, right. there's, there's a way to, there's a path to be able to do this referral business. And right. so my business partner who she did 63 mil last year, she was a bartender before she became a mortgage broker. And I think people that were in a service industry make great mortgage brokers because you understand people, not to say something, you know, HR backgrounds, awesome Isabel, but I'm just saying like, there seems to be a high correlation between people that were in the service industry, servers, bartenders, and successful right. mortgage brokers because they get customer service. They're just like, you get tips if you're good with people. And so you understand that it translates really well as a mortgage broker with that same psychology kind of thing. Okay. So, and then what's your goal? So 12 months from now, if Enrique is like, Hey man, if I did this in the next 12 months, I'd be thrilled. What would that be? Ideally closing anywhere from 10 to 15 a month would be epic, especially getting started out. Of it. And you know, like Isabel, she touched on, you know, like helping families get into homes and it really is something that a lot of people are having a hard time comprehending in this market, especially as a greater Toronto area. And just the Golden Horseshoe as a whole has become a lot more expensive and unobtainable to those who are making, you know, less than $100,000 a year. So it's something that I have been doing a lot of TikTok videos and educational videos and stuff online to kind of help teach people, you know, where it's possible and the right steps to take. So that's kind of my mission as of now to kind of help people learn that it's not as unattainable, you know, there's just different paths that you may have to take. To get there, right. Yeah. And just for anybody listening to this too, I want to get your guys, if you have a TikTok, Instagram, any of those things, I want to get those from you so that people can follow along and see you outside of this experience. Yeah. But if someone's listening and like, oh, I want to see what Enrique is doing on TikTok, make sure you get me those and we'll share those so that people can follow along. TikTok, I don't get. We had a guy on our podcast recently who did Fifty or sixty thousand dollars in commissions from TikTok, and I'm like, I don't even know yeah. how you do this because when I go on TikTok, it's like channel surfing, and I literally can suck two hours ago by, and I'll be like, I've done nothing. I just <laughs> literally watch video after video. It's just crazy, right? It's so yeah. addictive. I actually deleted it from my phone because I'm so easily distracted. So, but there's a utility to it if you can figure it out. I yeah. do believe that. Okay, it's so, very different. Yeah, different than other platforms you meet. Yeah as opposed to using uh, Facebook and Instagram, like the way it works is completely different. People tend to respond a little different than they would on Instagram. So I mean, it's definitely a beast in itself. It is. And I think it's always important to anybody listening is it doesn't matter which platform you want to be on, but don't try to be on everything because it's really difficult to do them all well. And especially yeah. when you're starting out, like just pick a platform be like, I'm going to be on Instagram. I know people that kill it on there or a TikTok is going to be my jam or, you know, I'm probably more of a Facebook guy based on my age. And, you know, I was saying to my wife, I was sitting beside her and I showed her this hilarious video that came on my Facebook. She's like, these never show up on her Facebook. She's like, I don't ever get these funny videos. And I had like Aussie man does reviews. Have you seen Aussie man? No. This Aussie guy does these reviews of like videos and he puts a voiceover on it. And it's so funny. And so we're sitting there dying laughing. And she's like, these never show up on my Facebook because Facebook and mostly social media networks just make it a personalized experience. What yeah. you see and what I see and what Isabel sees is different, right? So, right. which why they're so addictive because it's like, it's perfectly tailored to you. But in any case, okay, so I'm excited to be working with you guys and you'll see as we go along, there's going to be ups and downs. I would tell you that your first 5 million is the hardest. Yeah. And then once you get up to the $10 million mark, you're like, okay, I got this baby. And then usually what happens is, is that I find people when they get to about the $10 million a year mark, if they don't change a few things, I've known people that have been there for 15 years, literally $10 million a year, 15 years later, they're still hovering around it. 
And it's because they haven't actually upgraded themselves in order to get to that next level. So right. it's a process. But right now, we're just going to focus on the first five. And then, you know, we'll set you up so that you can cruise right past that. Awesome. So, okay, awesome. This has been a lot of fun getting to know you. Next week, we'll come back with another episode to share with you guys what's happening in their world. So you guys, this week, one of the things that you guys are working on is your mindset and goal setting stuff that we put together for you because it's important to get that dialed in. And so we'll be uh, checking with you guys soon. Sweet. Sweet. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.